On today's podcast, we have Elizabeth Hutchinson from Hibiscus House. Join me today as we celebrate Elizabeth. <laughs> and okay, your dog's name is Kiwi, right? She's a golden retriever. Yes, her name is Kiwi, and we call her Miss Kiwi. All her bandanas are monogrammed in Miss Kiwi. And she is the most perfect angel ever. <laughs> oh, my parents, we bought um, my dad a golden retriever. He's really sick. And we bought him a dog in hopes to get him trained to be a service dog for him. And, yes. And my daddy gave him a double name. His name is Jay Kelly. Like, how oh, cute gosh. is that? Stop. But goldens, <laughs> once you go, like, once you just have a golden, like, there's just nothing else. Like, I can just never have another dog. Oh, my goodness. It's so cute. Okay. So let's talk Hibiscus House. Can you take me through like, what Hibiscus House is? But before we get to that, can you give me a little background on you and who you are and stuff? Because all I know about you is that you're from Winter Park, Florida, and you're married. And you have a sweet golden retriever named <laughs> Kiwi, and you love yes. color. And so yes. Im- immediately when I found you on Instagram, which I guess I've been following you for a while, I'm, I'm obsessed. And I'm so glad to find you because I know my clients need you and your services and just more people need to know about what you do. Well, you are so sweet. Um, yes. So my name's Elizabeth, uh, born and raised in Winter Park, Florida. I am a seventh generation Floridian. My parents still live there and we travel back home often. Um, We just moved to Charleston to add another city into our crazy lives um, for my husband's job actually this past May. And we just bought a house here after months and months of looking. So actually I need some of your services too because we have, I'm just going, it's a newer house. It's in Mount Pleasant um, and we're so excited about it, but I am just going full color, full hibiscus house full Charleston, making it really traditional, but keeping it super coastal and colorful and really starting from square one, because, you know, when you move into a new house, the ceilings are different and the spaces are different. And I feel like I just like none of our other furniture in Birmingham was working. Um, So that is what is kind of on my plate right now, just personally. But um, I'm from, I went to college at Alabama where I met my husband. And then we lived in Birmingham for, I guess, after college, seven years. I graduated Alabama in 2014. Um, and so we just moved here to Charleston, but, um, Birmingham is still where our showroom is for Hibiscus house and is run by, um, my brand director, Dorothy, who is amazing and does a lot of our interior design services from the showroom. Um, and Hibiscus house is going on, I guess, two years and a couple months. Um, So still fairly new um, and just love meeting new influencers and bloggers and designers that we're working with. And yeah, we're just, I'm I'm happy to be here. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have you here. So Hibiscus House, how would you describe that? So I would describe it as... Floridian inspired, um, traditional with a traditional aesthetic with uh, an exploding pop of color everywhere you look. <laughs> um, I have always been into antiques, really just driven from my mother and my grandmother and my sisters have had a lot of influence on us using what we have, mixing new and old, and and I mean our childhood Saturdays, I'm one of three girls, were literally um, 
basically going to every antique store like in the state of Florida with my mother. Um, every estate sale um, she could literally get her hands on and she would bribe us with all of the Happy Meals and 7-Eleven Slurpees you can imagine. But um, I've just grown up with that. I, I love antiques. I've always loved um, finding good deals. I love going to thrift stores. I love thrifting. I've just, um, you know, seeing something and just what it could be in it. And, but also seeing stuff in, you know, their beautiful state and using it how it is. Um, I feel like all of that is Hibiscus House. <laughs> okay. So Hibiscus House is basically your, the store you upcycle vintage items that you source. So you go out in the field and you find these like one of a kind or vintage items and then you lacquer them or give them new life in some way with color or texture or fabrics. And then you put them on display and people purchase them. Yes. So we do things like customizations with wallpaper and different hardware and adding different legs and such. Um, I would love to get more into upholstery. I, I have a thing for vintage upholstery. And so right now I kind of only buy vintage upholstery that's in good enough shape to just keep as is because as we all know, recovering has gotten so expensive. But um, yeah, I go out and I source things everywhere a lot. And I would say 90% of it's done in Florida. Um, I have a lot of just contacts and I have a lot of storage units along both coasts um, where where I find things and people, and now I've kind of gotten to the point where people also send me a lot of things asking if I want to buy them. Um, a lot of auctions have my contact too, which is great. Um, but I, that's my favorite thing is flying down to the, um, Palm Beach side, the East coast of Florida, and just going all up and down, basically from Orlando down to Miami is where I look a lot. Uh, but I source there's, I mean, there's so, I mean, Florida's just filled with so much great old Floridian bamboo, chinisery, traditional style um, furniture that just has great bones. And a lot of it has honestly never even been touched a lot of the time. Um, you know, it's been, this has been sitting in my grandparents' house for 50 years and it was the guest room that no one ever went in. And it's the full set of, you know, like a Henry Link Bali high or something like that um but my mom helps me a lot too she is still in florida and um we have a beach condo over at new smyrna beach which is not far from like daytona but um my mom helps me a lot with sourcing pieces and and she'll buy them and i'll have shippers pick them up um and then if if, it's, if something's good enough to send up to the showroom to sell ready to ship then we sell ready to ship um and that's where a lot of like the vintage upholstery and the rattan comes into play and then I love also like Hollywood Regency like Lucite and like the real original you know brass and Lucite tables and stuff like that and then if something um could be sold in its you know raw state for someone to customize and lacquer then it all stays down at my big warehouse down in South Florida in uh, which is actually in Port St. Lucie which is not too far from like Vero Beach. It sounds like a dream I'm so excited to hear that your mom took you with her when she was like be bopping around finding treasure <laughs> and she would bribe you because I do the exact same thing with my daughter and <laughs> today she wanted to wear this fox stole around her neck that she that she bought at an estate sale I mean That's funny. yeah she's bought like different she's picked out different pieces when we've been out and if I like it I just buy it because I want to invest in her talent in her eye and I want her to have fun and to come with me and so that's a way to get him to do it is to sweeten the pot so I love hearing that your mom did that for you 
Oh my god. I we have so I mean, I feel like my childhood memories are literally like us three girls like sitting in the corner of, you know, like a antique store or a fabric store just like eating our happy meals and then we're like playing like we know all the people that work there. <laughs> and just like my mom, she loves the shop. Let's just say that. But um yeah, and I would say when we were younger, I don't know if we appreciated it as much, but you know, it's just so funny like you know, and I tell this to older women sometimes that who have, you know, little kids, it's like they might not understand and know what, you know, you're doing now, but all of those things, you know, it, it really adheres later in life. Um, and I feel like when you go to buy your own home, you know, buy your first home and, you know, move into your college dorm room and, you know, at, you actually start to really appreciate things. Like I actually got a brand new Chippendale mahogany mm. dining room table and it is by Craftique. And it was an early Christmas present from my mother for our new house. And it is, it seats 10 all. And I was like, mama, I don't need all of the chairs. And I just really wanted the table. Cause I was going to mix them with like white lacquered bamboo Chippendale chairs. And she was like, you will never find this set again. Like I'm getting it for you. You have to have the chairs to match the table, you know, and things like that. And I've never, I've just, it's so funny. I mean, I'm 30 years old and I just never thought that I would be so excited about a dining room table. <laughs> It, it gets worse because you'll get more, you'll get excited about a, a vacuum cleaner and a dishwasher. Oh, like yeah. it, it gets worse as you get older. Well, how did this idea come into place? You started the company during the pandemic. Is that right? So, yeah. So uh, back in 2020, I guess it was, yeah, 2020, um, I was working for the American Red Cross. I did sales for them for like four and a half years and it was very just corporate job, totally different than Hibiscus House. I sold blood programs to our corporate partners and universities and traveled all around the state of Alabama. Um, and I've always just been really goal oriented, I guess. I, I told myself once I collected a million units of blood, then I feel like I, I did my job. Um, and I loved it. It was great. I met people I would never, you know, interact with, I feel like, in, on a daily basis. And it was uh, going to hospitals and things like that and, you know, working with people at big universities. And it was just really cool and great corporate experience. And so once I... I it was like slowing down from the pandemic and I feel like I had recently hit my million pint blood, blood, um, goal. Then I don't know. I just was like, I'm kind of ready to just do something different. And prior to that, my first job was working at flower magazine in Birmingham. And if you don't follow them, they're great. Um, Margot Shaw does a beautiful job with the publication, but all things just antiques, beautiful. Um, it's, it's kind of like a really smaller niche chic brand, kind of, um, but really beautiful. And, you know, I just was kind of thinking I was slowing down from the Red Cross and I just wanted to do something just, you know, that deep down to like my core, my creative side again. And I was just, obviously, what is this going to be? And I just have always been very sales, um, you know. E salesy. <laughs> um, and I knew it was something had to be in sales, but what was it going to be? And then my, it was the summer, my snowbird grandparents, they flew back and forth for, oh gosh, like 35 years, um, between Michigan and, uh, Stewart, Florida. And they were selling their house down there. And literally my grandmother was like, I'm just going to give all this stuff away. And I'm like, Mima, you're, you know, she had this beautiful century chinisserie, you know, in the original finish, like the entire set and her dresser. I'm like, Mima, I could literally sell that. Of course, I look it up on, you know, like first dibs and it's like, you know, worth like eight or nine thousand dollars. <laughs> um, right. I'm just like, no, you can't give this away. Like what? I can sell this. And so 
it was also the time when, you know, big box stores were closing and um, there wasn't, you know, much shopping to be had except estate sales were still going on and thrift stores and things like that in Birmingham. And so I just, you know, my husband was like, why don't you stop bringing all of this crap into our house and go get a little <laughs> antique booth and and just you know have it even if you don't sell anything have a place to store your your treasures because <laughs> we lived in a 1200 square foot house in Birmingham and um, I was like that's actually a really good idea and I made it um it was so fun so that was where I kind of started Hibiscus House and I did a lot on Instagram and the owners of Hoover Antiques in Birmingham were like we've never seen so many young people in this antique store like what are you doing and I was oh, like oh I love that introduce you to Instagram. Um, and I like wallpapered the, um, inside of my little antique booth and I sold just stuff. A lot of stuff was from like my grandparents and then other Florida findings that I had Floridian style findings that I had found while I was down there kind of that summer helping like my mom and sisters kind of, you know, get that they were selling the house and stuff. And, and then I met, happened to meet my lacquer painters on Facebook because they were selling some stuff locally. And then I was like, I just had a little gold mine there and I sold out of everything in the first month. And basically I was there for three months. And then I was just kind of like, I need bigger space because this, whatever it was, 10 by like 15, you know, booth was not, it's hard to sell furniture over the internet. You have to be able to move stuff and stage stuff and take good photos. It was really hard to do in such a small space. And then um, in December of 2020 was when I got my showroom space in Birmingham. And then I had ended up, I left the Red Cross in October. So a couple months prior. Um, but I saw something recently on Instagram and it was just talking about like women and small business owners and stuff. And it was like, use your full-time hustle to start your side, to start your side hustle. And I was like, that is so true. Like, so I, I, you know, I did my job fully with the Red Cross and I loved working there and, you know, had a great career. And then at the tail end of it, I kind of, you know, used that to start my side hustle, which now is of course my full-time hustle, um, with Hibiscus House. So just a little, you know, word of, I guess, inspiration, just um, if someone is looking for something, you know, to do and just really trying to find, you know, their niche and something down to their core, I guess, you know, stick stick with what you have and, you know, you don't want to go jobless. But um, yeah, it was that that's kind of how it all started. You and your husband, didn't y'all get married recently too? We got, we've been married for three and a half years. So we got married October, 2019. And then Hibiscus was born in 2020. Yes, so shortly after. <laughs> and then you've moved twice in the last two years. Well, we moved, so then we bought our first house together in Birmingham um, while we were engaged. And then we lived there for, yeah, like only three years. And then he got this amazing job opportunity here. And I was like, oh my gosh. Yes, I like, well, you know, we finally have our house. You know, of course it takes, it takes a while to get a house set up, I'm sure, as you know. Um yeah. And we had everything looking so cute and we had, um, it was like a 1950s like ranch style that we, I, we upgraded the kitchen and laundry room and, you know, closets and things like that. And, um, it was just a great first house being married. And then I had my store rocking and rolling. I had Dorothy, um, who had just come full time with me and she's been an enormous help. Um, her personal blog is prepping, a prep in your step. She has a really great following. She's been blogging for years now. Oh, good to know. I'll have to check her yeah. out. 
definitely follow her. Um, but it was very like boom, boom, boom. And then of course, you know, when things are smooth sailing, that's when my husband came home and was like, yeah, so we're moving to Charleston. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, but there could be worse places. I mean, let's, let's just say it. Charleston oh yeah. Awesome. It's been so fun. It's <laughs> been so fun. And it's honestly easier to get here down to winter park than Birmingham, which is a plus just straight down 95. But, um, and there's, I mean, there's so many, so much talent in the city. It's crazy. Oh. So designers and just color and influencers. And it's really fun. It's a fun place. The girl that the woman that manages what did you say? She's not the manager of the Hibiscus House. She's, she's my brand director, but brand you know, director does everything. <laughs> she, she, I saw her in one of the videos. She was very informative. Yes, she is great. She keeps me on my on my you know schedule. She's very Type A, and um, oh, I like that. Yes, yes, super organized, creative, does so much. I mean, running the website and social media alone is a full-time job, but running our website because we, since everything is one-offs, like every product has to be added individually. Um, mm-hmm. It's very time-consuming. Um, so very thankful for her. Bear with me, but I do want to know everything about Hibiscus House. Okay, so you guys take the furniture or these pieces that you find, and the, most of them are sourced in Florida. and mm-hmm. then. You have your own painters, and they specialize in lacquer finish. Mm-hmm. Now, can you can you explain what a lacquer finish is to our listeners? Mm-hmm. So, lacquer is actually it's kind of like I always compare it to car paint because um, people are like, "Is it how durable is it? Can it scratch?" I'm like, think about literally a car paint because it's this, it's sprayed the same way. It uses a lot of the same chemicals. Um, of course, a car, you know, is very durable, but if you ding it, you know, hard enough, it's gonna it's gonna scratch. Um, but we when so some, when someone does get a lacquered piece, we include instructions on how to clean it, and also we include little touch up kits with every piece with a sample paint jar. Um, because again, it is not you know not Pottery Barn, I'm not Amazon. Um, this is you know a lot of the times 60, 70, even more you know 80 year old furniture, and it's not perfect. You know stuff does have blemishes, but lacquer is yeah it's a high gloss it's a high gloss finish um, mixed with different chemicals and again a lot of this is even out of my wheelhouse because I have I leave it up to my fabulous painters <laughs> um, but it's majority 90% of the work is actually done in the prep though so when we get a piece it is has to be totally mm-hmm. stripped down totally all of the nicks and the little crannies and everything you know filled with bondo sanded down again all of the hardware of course has been removed the doors have been removed um, because we go in and paint all the hinges, you know, it, it's down to its like case basically. Um, so bondoed and filled, sanded, um, bondo filled again, sanded just so you can get that really smooth finish. And at this point you do not want to see what they look like. It is not pretty. Uh, <laughs> um, it looks, you know, it's like, what is that? Um, and then we can get ready for primer and just depend. And then also this is when we check slot drawer slides um to make sure everything's functioning properly um if something has a bit of water damage you know is it fixable because you know sometimes stuff happens and it you know we don't see it up front when we're buying something and you know so then it has to go to my director of operations in florida is actually a general contractor so he can is awesome and so he helps with like a lot of our repairs but some people some pieces just need a lot more time than others um and people don't understand lacquer 
the product of lacquer is a specific hard shell. Like this is, this is a, it's a highly flammable chemical. This is not somebody for the DIY to do. DIYers don't need to get into lacquer finishes. You need to hire a professional like the Hibiscus House, which y'all don't <laughs> take in people's furniture to redo it. Y'all have your own stock and your own furniture that you sell and refinish. But those painters are highly skilled. There's so much to the lacquer process. It's not like you just paint it because especially with it's a higher sheen, you're going to see any imperfections. So the fact that y'all are doing that Bondo and sanding and Bondo and sanding and cleaning and filling and wiping. I mean, you have to do that. And there's still going to be maybe some imperfections because like you said, the piece is, it's antique, it's vintage. It's not going to be perfect. It's not, but even then it's going to be a hundred times well, more well-made than a piece that was made overseas by little children. (laughs) (laughs) Totally. No, yes, totally. And I mean, that's why I, I mean, and I, even if, you know, don't don't give your stuff away, you know, people that, and we're, that's what we, I, we hope to do this upcoming year is, um, start taking people's furniture and lacquering it. Cause I know, you know, I hear it all the time. Like, I don't want to give this away. This is my grandmother's heirloom sideboard, you know, it would be so pretty with a coat of paint. It's just the the hardest thing right now is logistics with that. So it's, right. com- it is, but I, my plan is to hopefully hire someone like full time in house. I want to buy a sprinter van and start off with a couple cities like Birmingham, Atlanta, Charlotte, Dallas, some of our big Southern cities. Yeah. And- and start It'd be like a hub. It'd be almost like an airport hub, you know? Yes, have- yes, <laughs> exactly. And then, um, you know, so we, cause it's not the, the, the logistics is hard enough just shipping stuff out from Florida, but actually having to go pick everything up. That's like a double whammy. Um, right. You know, people don't, sometimes it's hard to understand that again, we're not Amazon and you know, this stuff I could, we, we, we keep, we work closely with our clients. So you get updates when your piece is scheduled for shipment, when it's been picked up. And then from that point, it's up to the shipper to communicate directly with the client. And we, the client has the shipper's contact also. Um, and they, again, they deal with weather, they deal with truck issues all the time they and then they also you know are delivering to like maybe a designer who's not open on a weekend and they have to it delays their route um so you know they, they build these routes and they could they give our clients best etas but sometimes it's hard to give you know exact times um but no i mean 90 percent of the time everyone's really you know chill about it and, and understanding and we always just say have a friend on backup if you can't meet one of our shippers um but again this stuff just because it is you know antique it has to be handled you know really carefully and I have about probably like five or six shippers now on hand that I use most frequently and then a couple for like some other cities that are harder to you know get to but I use guys now that are like really trustworthy and really careful because that's just you know what's the point of doing all this work and then shipping a dresser out to Texas and then it's you know has a broken leg Uh, (laughs) right okay so is so the shipping is not a flat rate it's and it's not included in the price the price includes the your the paint if mm-hmm. you choose to paint it mm-hmm. but you can you can change the pools you can change the legs if you want to elevate your piece and you want to add to the investment you can do that and then the the shipping fee correct yeah. Yes. And should be, it's, I'd like to say average, it's about like 300 for a dresser to go. I okay. kind of 
anywhere. Um, but yeah, I would say if it's something like a mirror, or like a headboard or something like small, you know, a pair of side tables is of course going to be less. Um, and then, if you know, if, if you're in, you know, California, it's going to be, you know, a pretty penny, um, like four or 500, I guess. Um, it just depends on the size and the weight and, in the shipper. Um, so the ship, yeah, the logistics of part of it is, is definitely kind of difficult, but again, we work, if I always tell people like, if, you know, and to your listeners, if you have specific questions, if you're, you know, like, I want to buy a couple pieces, can you work with us on shipping? Yes. Like DM us, text us, email us. We're here like 24 seven. Um, you know, and we, we work really closely with our clients on stuff like that. You're very good at your response times. You're really on top of it with your communication. I want to, point that out (laughs) well we try Dorothy is a huge help with that um but a lot of it you know we get it's like Sunday like 11 o'clock at night like can I get an update on my piece and I'm like well I you know I'm not down there physically so and it's just hard because we're working on so many pieces at once and they're all in different stages like are they in the prep stage are they in the priming stage are they in the glossing stage are they in the curing stage you know where they are in the process and since I'm not you know, down there, it's hard to, but my director of operations who handles like all of that, he's like super helpful and communicative. Um, so that's really, really great to have, to have him, you know, boots on the ground. Um, but we try to get back to people, you know, as soon as we can. And just, you know, we try to also stress on Instagram and our website, like not every piece is the same, you know, um, it, it's gonna just depending on the condition and, you know, what you're doing to it is going to take, you know, different times. Um, and it's, you know, sometimes if a darker color, lighter color, if you're doing a custom color, uh, you know, if we're doing a ton of, if you're doing a piece of navel, a really popular color, you know, we can do more batch sprays, but also with, you know, the size of our booth and space and moving furniture, you know, if we have, if we're doing a ton of custom colors, you know, right now, then we can only spray that one piece, that one color, that like one afternoon. Um, so it just it's hard to gauge timeline timeline I guess and that's you know been been one of the just you know bigger struggles to kind of stress to people because again we're just you know not a big box restoration hardware or something like that when we can just we're just drop shipping a piece to you um, these things are hand worked on you know and hand customized and everything is done with like our small team of you know preppers and sprayers and my director down there and of course Dorothy and I I love that fact that you guys are doing the lacquer finish because there's not that many people out there that are doing it because it is such a process to it. And people need to understand that when they order the piece, like you said, it's not ready to ship there. There has to be appropriate amounts of drying time, curing time Mm -hmm. involved in between the process. And it has so many coats like the lacquer product itself is a very complicated product. And like I said, it's highly flammable. So the painters are extremely experienced in working with it. And it has to be manipulated and done a specific way. And it will last. I mean, there are pieces centuries old that are from Asia that are Mm -hmm. lacquer finished. And Mm -hmm. so it will, it is a good product. People are just going to have, you get what you pay for. They're just going to have to wait to get it. And, right. and we're starting to do more and I 
before I got, so we're just so busy right now with custom orders. We probably Yay! Are, like, I'm so excited for you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, we're probably, we probably have like over 100 orders at any time that are out in the process. Um, but, you know, that's why our lead times have gotten longer. We're trying to get them back to like six to eight weeks, which is what I would prefer. Um, but also we've been busy, so that's why, you know, lead times are longer. Um, but what we used to do a lot of, we want to do more of, is having more ready to ship pieces in the store, having more a couple dressers, a couple nightstands, you know, a couple headboards, mirrors, things that you can, you know, if you're driving from Atlanta to the beach, you want to pick up, you know, and I want to have more of that inventory on hand. It's just hard to get, you know, through those relationship pieces when we're, of course, focused on our clients, we're focused on our custom pieces. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's why, you know, I do love the stuff also that's not lacquered like offering you know antique sideboards and colorful oshak rugs and rattan side tables like things like that that don't have to be touched um Mm -hmm. and so people can kind of just get a taste of the hibiscus house flair um and birmingham is just a great central location for i've we have people that you know swing by from georgia and louisiana or you know the panhandle all the time um who are, are coming in for like this season's football like i had so many women who were like i'm here for the auburn or alabama game like i want to come by Um, so that's it's so fun to have that like have that presence in Birmingham have Dorothy there run the store and it's it's appointment only but she's there like most every day like 10 to 5 um so you can make an appointment easily on our website or just again text us dm us you want to come in (laughs) we're very responsive um and we have samples of lacquered pieces in there um last night I sold a headboard to a lady in Virginia um a green like we had done a it was a custom color and we had leftover in sherwin williams lucky green which is super cute mm-hmm. and we sold like that headboard you know and it's fun for us to use those ready ship pieces and stage them um and style them so people can have the vision because it's again it's hard to you know sell vintage furniture over you know online digitally without seeing stuff in person so the showroom kind of gives us you know that just way of expressing our style and how it could look like in your own home um, with some of these lacquer pieces. So the colors, you have a set amount of like the colors that you guys typically use the most, like those are your standard colors and you have they're mainly yeah. Benjamin Moore, but you have a couple of Sherwin colors in there. Yes. And I think, oh gosh, I think we have like 19 because we offer like you can do any custom color for one 150. Um, we have just raised the price on that, but we have new colors that we're launching next week. And Ooh, it, I'm excited. That's I'm coming. Um, but Dorothy and I are like, oh my gosh, but I feel like we finally nailed it. We're using some of our classics with a couple fun new ones, some good neutrals we're bringing in. Um, and it's been a long, Dorothy's been on me about this for months, literally. She's like, you have got to finish the color sheet because I'm just so particular about it. And we nailed it. <laughs> And I'm is so excited, but we're launched since we're doing our giveaway this week with Lauren Zygmunt, we're going to launch the new colors next week. I was going to say, I don't know if you've ever done this too. I get a lot of inspo from new colors from going to look at like nail polish. Um, oh. Because again, it's kind of like lacquer. It is, you know, like nail lacquer. Um, oh, I like that. Because we also like to choose colors that photograph really well. Like we've had so many colors that are beautiful in person, but in the photos, I'm like, that is just gosh awful. Like, oh my God. Um, and we'll like, you know, either not want to use it again or take it off or, or want to do something different. Um, one of my favorite blues actually was Sherwin Williams watery and it's the perfect blue to the eye, but in photos it came, it was like hitting like aqua, like giving like aqua vibes. Like, and it, it was, is. yeah. And 
when watery does internet, like you can't like I, I need the I want I like colors that closely represent the true color to the eye if that makes sense yeah and watery does have a a, a more green undertone to it mm-hmm. but um but yeah you want it to fall it's like a it's a blue but it has a green undertone it's really watery is really more green but yeah it's the, the colors like sea salt sea salt is beautiful blue green gray color and mm-hmm. it looks great in person but if you don't have the right lighting it can just look like a grayish color right and so it because it doesn't have that saturation it's not bright enough to translate right. so I get that but all the colors your whole Instagram of course is gorgeous everything is bright and colorful it definitely has that Palm Beach chic and is that okay or is it okay to identify yes oh my god it's like in honor (laughs) (laughs) um yeah I we try so we do uh, the algorithms are ever-changing it drives everyone insane but we just you know try to stay positive and work with it because you know we used to post like 10 times a day now but then stuff you know it's not getting traction and if you're not reeling you're not getting hitting the algorithms and but honestly I just I tell Dorothy you know part of how I even started the brand was was you know not because I've tried presets like I've tried you know using only branding colors and using branding filters and stuff like that to have this beautiful Instagram and it's like at the end of the day it's like it's not me it's not Hibiscus House like we are I feel like just more kind of you know off the cuff more vibrant more like you know what are you feeling in the showroom you know to style something like how are you using your creativity you know and just kind of expressing that on Instagram not so by the book not like you know, we have to have every image have this filter because with the colors that we're using in the fabrics, a lot of the times they don't, you know, I can't use all the same filters and stuff. So we just, we just edit things kind of how we feel and um, just kind of keep it lighthearted and fun and post trying to go to posting more, you know, thought out content and, and just really driving traffic to our website because still it's so funny. There is a lot of, you know, Instagram sellers that only sell on Instagram that don't have their furniture available on a website. And we want to drive everyone to our website. Just, it keeps it, you know, way more, it's just more professional and it's just easier with all the information there. It's easier to actually check out. And I feel like it makes people feel you know, just with everything, you know, these days and cyber, you know, you don't want to get, I don't know, scammed or whatever, but it just makes people feel more like you're actually, you, you know what you're ordering, you know what you're getting, you're, this is a professional website, you know, it's done through Shopify, which I love, huge fan of Shopify, uh, but using Instagram to more, not necessarily sell, sell, sell every day, but, you know, more thought out posts directing our clients to the website. Yeah, I do like it where Instagram is just, it's more, um, it's like a digital magazine where you can flip through it and sometimes you have ads and sometimes you just get to see beautiful pictures or beautiful videos. And when it's, it just adds all the time, it really does just wear on you because you do want it to be for pleasure, not business, business, business all the time. I think that's right. really smart. Right. And, you know, it's so funny because some of the, like our stories like would used to get like six, seven, eight thousand views, you know, and then it's like stories sometimes would get like a couple hundred views. It's like, what the heck? Like, this is such a great picture. But people, I feel like the followers really do. They want to see like our faces and they want to see that there's actually like, a person and people behind this brand. Um, so some of this time, you know, think like when Dorothy's doing like talking stories in the showroom and going Instagram live and stuff, we get some of the most traction versus just doing product you know, ads, selling, you know, our furniture, but also kind of having a brand behind it, which is when I started Hibiscus House, I kind of wanted to be a little bit more different in the sense, you know, that 
we i'm a floridian born and raised you know there's a whole like vision behind what we're selling it's not just you know here selling you know slinging dressers trying to make money it's like you know i really have a true passion for like everything that we sell everything that we sell in our inventory is like handpicked by me and dorothy approved you know by me um but I, I really like i love everything that we sell like i would put every I went, even before we moved to charleston i made our movers do a stop at hibiscus house because i wanted to pick up something <laughs> <laughs> true story <laughs> well okay so can we talk about how you named hibiscus house hibiscus house because it does have a meaning um i thought about it for so long during the pandemic, um, I, you know what I did? I grabbed a ton of my coffee table books, like Palm Beach Cheek, Amanda Linthrop, a ton of my favorite coffee, like Gray Malin ones. And I started just flipping through them. And I literally got a, I'm a, I'm a big legal pad girl, got out a legal pad. And I started writing all of the buzzwords that I loved, like everything that either just inspired me or that I thought could be a great business name or anything, um, you know, that really just spoke to me. And I just literally sat on the ground with like 10 coffee table books. And then I was like, I knew I wanted it to be something Floridian. Hello, hibiscus. I've always loved my sisters and I've always loved palm trees and hibiscuses and just going to the beach mm -hmm. and being in the sun. And then I just thought, you know, house, you know, kind of like a word that, you know, meant that, you know, you're, a store you're selling something and of course I love an alliteration HH and my new last name was H my newer last name was H at the time Hutchinson so I don't know it just kind of fit <laughs> it's so sweet it feels like it's just been there for a long time it doesn't feel like a baby when I see <laughs> it when I see the logo when I see you and you have a beautiful face. You're so darling. I just can't get over it. And everything looks so cute on you. All the Lily Pulitzer, Pulitzer <laughs> and all the bright colors and stuff. It's so, it, I don't know you personally, but it just fits. Well, you're so sweet. I literally, so when I went to Alabama, I obviously going out of state didn't know hardly anyone. And I went through Rush and I was Kappa and I love my sorority. I was PR chair and then I went on to be um, vice president of organization, but I loved just, I loved college, you know, and it's so funny because I have just still, we just did a, even like a Kappa beach trip and I have like the best group of girlfriends that I went to school with, but they all made so much fun of me when I was like freshman because I had, kid you not, bright monogrammed jeans on my like back pocket, like my EBP monogram. <laughs> I still was rocking like popped collars. My car, my little like Jeep Liberty had my monogram on it. Like, I mean, I have been just so, I was like, I, and I knew, and I thought it was just totally normal. Like everyone's just wearing Lily and popped collars all over the country. <laughs> and it was just so funny. Cause all my, literally one of my best college friends, Linda, she literally like threw my monogram jeans out Tutwiler. She was like, Elizabeth, these are no, I was like, what? I love those. Um, we I gotta, that's like why your really dog, <laughs> that's why your dog has everything monogrammed is because it's just, it's part of it. Yes, and and her um, grandmother has a lot to do with that too. But um, <laughs> no, I've just always been really preppy, and um, I've I've gotten more kind of I guess trendy, you know, as the time goes on, you know, with Instagram too. And I love there's so many just cute stories and everything. But just I will never throw my Lily Pulitzer away. I just don't. I won't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, don't do it. And you can always recycle it. Do you have a Lily Pulitzer Christmas tree? We do. Actually, my childhood room is all still decked out in Lily Pulitzer. So. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. When yeah. where do you okay, no. when do you go to Winter Park next time? You need to do a tour of your room of the I room know. you grew up in. Oh my gosh, my mom would like die. She would love that. Um no, my my mom is just so traditional in the sense like every room, it's like the dust ruffle matches all the balances, the balances match all the Euro shams, matches all the new rally. She just is always switching things around, but she always like I mean, we have a fabric closet at my parents' house, but she um everything is just very and my room will just always be the lily room and I have like this huge long window seat bench and it's like has like the custom lily piping on like the bench and uh she just my mom does she my mom does not use a designer she just has honestly just an eye and um uses what she has with things that you know she likes to buy and find kind of like you know I do and um yeah, it's just very traditional, but it's still very, you know, it's, I always say, like, we never lived in, like, a museum, but we always lived around just, like, very pretty things and pretty mm-hmm. art and pretty antiques, but also it's very, like, our house is, you know, of course, like, everyone's, like, a mess all the time and, you know, very livable. Like, we, my parents really, like, use their house to entertain. My mom had tons of big parties and wedding showers and business stuff for my dad and stuff, and um, my parents just really use their house. Okay, so do you have any brothers or sisters, or was it just you growing up? So I'm one of three girls, so I have two sisters. I'm the middle. You're the middle one. Do you? How did you feel about being the middle child growing up? It's so funny because, like, everyone has this, like, middle child, like, syndrome. Um, mm-hmm. I don't and- feel like you do. I feel like you just shine bright the whole time. Well, like, I'm actually, like, the, probably the most introverted compared to my sisters, if you could believe that. So we have what? a very high energy. <laughs> <laughs> so we have a very high energy household. Um, um, no, I actually, when I was little, though, I was super, super shy. I did not, like, come out of my shell, as my dad always puts it, to, like, fifth or sixth grade. Um, really? I was really shy. And then my older sister is, has always been, you know, mother duck very loud, very just vibrant, um, kind of like a, you know, Reese Witherspoon and Legally Blonde persona. Um, and then my younger sister is definitely like the wild one. She lives in Miami Beach and is <laughs> she's only 17 months younger than I am, but people think she's like five years younger. She's like totally like super spunky. You know, it's like she was like spends her weekend on like yachts, Miami. We don't really know how she does it, but <laughs> Yeah, so it's definitely we're all very different, but we're all super close and get along really well. So it's fun. Okay, let's talk about let's switch gears. Now I know that you've recently moved to Charleston, and I haven't done your paint colors yet, so we don't know those. But the house that you just sold um, in Birmingham that was a ranch style, did y'all have paint colors in there? So we used, um, gosh, it was, we honestly, I, I loved what they have done before us and they had leftover of it. I think it was, um, Chantilly lace and then white dove, um, which is just like classic, but I did a lot more in that house. Not so much paint colors. I did more. Like I loved, that was when wallpaper was really hitting the scene, I guess in like 2019. Um, and I did a ton of different wallpapers throughout the house, which, you know, I, I highly recommend getting someone to help you with wallpaper because me and my husband almost got like newly divorced like five times putting up the lemons in our bathroom. Um, <laughs> but no, we did a lot of wallpaper and then I think it was Chantilly Lace and the trim was or the molding was White Dove. Um, but I mean, oh God, if I literally could, you know, have just an endless budget, I would have like every room to be like a different color. Oh, you can. <laughs> we'll, we'll make love- it happen. We'll totally make it happen. Um, but a great way of adding color into your space 
because a lot of people are doing white on white is by getting one of your pieces from Hibiscus House that has a pop of yes. color in it. Uh, yes. And our we just had our house totally. And again, it was the same thing. Like they had used, it was Sherwin-Williams origami white. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you feel about that. Um, well, it depends it, on what trim color you use with it. Origami white can, it can lean gray for some and it can lean purple for others. Yeah. And I'm so not a gray person. So I'm looking at it right now. It's funny. Um, my husband was like, no, we're not changing it. Cause like they did one room and I was like, I just don't know. And he was like, no, pay. like he, he was like, leave the house. But no, exactly. We plan to use a lot of color. I mean, he was like, he always says it's, he's like, I don't want to live in a Barbie house. I'm like, oh my gosh, you'll like it. He likes it when it's done, but it's like, as I'm picking out things and sourcing things, he's like, no. And I'm like, just, just sit in the corner. You'll, you'll like it when it's done. I promise it won't just be pink and purple. There will be other colors. Yes. Yes, exactly. But he joins in the fun too, because he'll wear pinks and turquoises and bright colors and stuff with you. Oh yeah, for sure. He, he, um, yeah, he loves, he, he wears bright colors for sure. And he's, um, there, he's like born and raised Alabama, but, um, he, they have his, my in-laws have a place in Orange Beach and they have a boat that they keep down there and, um, they're very like coastal. They love coming down to New Smyrna. His parents are great friends with my parents. They love coming down to New Smyrna and doing beach trips together. So I feel like we're all pretty, you know, colorful, bright, like, I mean, and, if you're around my mom, like no one's like allowed to wear black ever. So they, (laughs) they all know the rule. (laughs) How did you and your husband meet? Did y'all meet in college at Bama? Yeah, we went and we met in college at Alabama. Um, and we were just, had always been good friends. We didn't start dating until, um, a couple years after, like we lived in Birmingham. Well, that's good. So he already knew what he was getting into. He knew that he was going to be going into a colorful world. Oh, yes. And he has two sisters. He has two twin sisters, too, and they're amazing. And they also love color, and they're so sweet. And they um, they help out a lot of the store and stuff also. Well, I have not been there recently, um, but so he, he, he knows, you know, he's familiar with girls. <laughs> he's familiar with the girls. Okay, so um, what is your social media? It's Hibiscus House on Instagram. It's hibiscus.house, um, and then our website is www.shophibiscushouse.com, and then I, our Facebook is just hibiscus, facebook.com slash hibiscushouse, um, and uh, yeah, we also recently did kick off a TikTok. I don't really know how it's going. I'm like, I don't need another social media platform to use, but apparently... That's, you know, helping businesses. Um, so we've, you know, been using our reels and you can upload re- your saved reels right to TikTok, which is cool. Um, and uh, and that is just, you know, Hibiscus House and, and TikTok. But um, Instagram is definitely our primary. And we use Pinterest also, um, but Instagram is our primary social media. And then again, we really just want to drive traffic directly to our website. Is there anything coming up that you want to share with us or... Um, so I would say be on the lookout this spring for when we do start launching our, um, we want to start taking people's furniture and lacquering it. It, It's going to, there's going to be some qualifications that we want people to like, you know, you have to email photos and measurements and really good photos just so we can see the conditions of everything. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, yeah, the legality is it because they need to sign off. Like this is what the piece looked like. These are the boo-boos. They almost right. need to have like painters tape going. I acknowledge this boo boo is here. I acknowledge this boo boo is here, and I know that you may not be able to get it to go away, but you'll make it look better. Right. Um, 
Exactly. And I've been on the lookout for, like I said, my next big purchase for Hibiscus House. I really want to buy a Sprinter van um, and use it to <laughs> like local things and um, and use that to in-house start being able to take people's furniture and lacquering it. Um, and then next week, just in short term, um, our new colors, our new stock colors that we're super excited about. Um, I'm excited. Yes, I'll give you a hint. It is a very like rainbow Roy G. Biv, which is what I tend to live my life by, but um, very much Roy G. Biv um, grid. So it's something we have not done before, but it looks super cute. Oh, I'm excited. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast and hanging out with me today. Yes, of course. Thank you for having me. Talk soon. Okay, bye. Bye.